Hey, Claire. Hey, Blythe. <laughs> start over, start over. Hey, Claire. Want to talk about sexy books today? Yeah, I do, Blythe. Awesome. <laughs> when you need a sexy escape from a world that's gone insane, erotic fiction with romantic diction, we've got some wrecks if you care to listen. We all have an itch to scratch between our mind and thighs. So let's talk dirty on the sexy book This is going to be the first time we talk about sexy books while on being recorded. Yes, it feels it feels a little bit weird, but we're going to try to make it organic and just get straight into it. Yeah, I mean, really, we're here to just preach the gospel of romance novels, and it's way easier if we do it on a podcast rather than tell our friends individually about how amazing romance novels are for your life and soul. Which we have been doing a lot, yeah. but we want to like take it even further. <laughs> right. Because it is, it has been such a huge part in my life, even though we've, we've kind of only been doing, reading these novels ferociously for the last... Like month? Yeah. Well, more than Two a month. months? A few, yeah. Something like that. Something like that. But I mean, we've read like about 30 books in just a very short period of time. Right. And we're learning about other people who read these books and, and how to find the types of books that we're the most interested in. So we just want to share this knowledge with, with other women, other people in general. Yeah, um, we do want to stipulate that it's inclusive to everyone. Right. And we think that men should listen to our podcast too. <laughs> yeah, and should read romance novels if they they feel the um, the spirit move them because I can't, I do think that they can be powerful for everyone, but I also kind of want to ground it in in just this cool idea that romance novels are primarily written by women and they're primarily consumed by women. And so it's it's this really great world that you can be in where where things are sexy the way that women find things to be sexy. Yes, which is so not the case. Like 99, in 99% of the world, it's just like catered to the male gaze instead of the female gaze. Right. And traditional porn doesn't really do it for me in the same way that romance novels does because... Not at all. The visual (laughs) is just not the most important factor. I think we've said this a bunch of times, but I mean, we should start getting into our actual questions but I mean we've talked before about how like the context of a sexy story is like kind of the sexiest like the most important part right for some for us right and the build-up can be more important to me than even the scene itself because exactly though I like romance novels because you get the scene itself right you have to have the scene yeah well (laughs) we'll go into that (laughs) So how about um, we just talk about, like, when did we start reading romance novels? What made us start? Yeah, I think you should probably start because you, like, go a little further back than me. Yeah. Well, 
I think the first official romance novel I ever read was in high school. I can't remember what it was called. I think Birthday was in the title, and I remember that the big revelation at the end was that the guy couldn't read, which I thought was really hilarious. But we like passed this book around in high school, and it was so titillating for me at the time. Like, I really wished that I owned it. Like, I, <laughs> I was, I was kind of. It felt really. Um, uh, I don't know, like my own little secret uh, world that I was living in. And my mom did give me like books that were above my age grade. Like she definitely gave me this German book that had very graphic sex scenes in it. And I read the whole book. I loved it. But then I went back to my mom and I was like, mom, I think this book was a little too old for me. (laughs) And she was like, you'll like it when you're older then. And I read those same scenes like 45 trillion times throughout high school um, as part of my masturbation. (laughs) program. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I think that's like a commonality between us is that we were both like very interested in, I mean, I don't know who's not interested in sex personally, but there were definitely friends of ours who like, it seemed like their libido had not hit and ours definitely had like by high school time. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it might be important to know that we did go to high school together. Oh yeah. (laughs) True, true. We've known each other since, like, middle school. That's right. And we're both 31 now, so it's... It's been a journey. Indeed. I think another element, though, is that we were both willing to talk about it, and I never really knew where our friends were with sex things Mm -hmm. until much later when I was willing to, like, ask them questions, but you and me were able to talk about it even in high school. Yeah, so I think that that's kind of... How, where my journey I've always been interested in romance and I I've read like romance adjacent things you know like or that's what I think of them but really if you look up if you google romance novels you're not just gonna get the stuff that has a naked body on the cover or like a, abs or you know a, a, like the traditional cover you're also gonna get like twilight and like lady chatterley's lover but also like pride and prejudice and stuff and so I've always been interested in romance related books um even though I I wasn't like a huge stan for Twilight but I did read all those books and then I reread all of the sexy parts of those books so it's I've always been like on the path but but, um I definitely always like sought it out but I think I definitely sought it out more in like movies yeah then in books, especially when I was younger, like I, I read, like we have said, like Francesca Leah Block oh, yeah. has like some sexy parts for sure. And I was like very into her in high school. Right. But I was definitely, I was very like into sexy indie movies, like anything like that, that I could find. Right. <laughs> Dreamers we were talking about. Dreamers. Um... Down in the valley. Down in the valley, <laughs> yes. Or life as a house. Remember? Oh that my good? god, I was so. It's kind of embarrassing now, but oh my god, Hayden Christensen with mm. like black hair and eyeliner. Yes. I mean, I'm still into that. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Watch that movie again in a second. <sighs> me too. Well, I have watched that movie since, and it's actually it didn't really do that much for me, except the scenes with him that were like you know 
Jenna Malone in the shower. Uh, yes. It's great. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. Um, so yeah, but so maybe we should get into the books that started this whole new like romance revolution in our lives. It now feels like a new era. It definitely does. Because I've definitely read a couple of romance novels in the past. I mean, I read that one in high school. Right. Um, and I've read other ones since, but like none of them really, I don't know if it just didn't hit me at the right time or what but it just didn't or if it wasn't like a good book for me right but I never really felt like oh like romance novels are yeah amazing (laughs) and I think a part of it too is I've gone into the bookstore and went and looked for those like you know the Fabio covered uh Mm -hmm. paperbacks and you flip through them and you're like I'm never going to want to read this. Like it just, it just feels really, um, not like a book that I would ever consume. So, and I thought that that's just what romance novels were, was that. And I thought that they were honestly all really badly written. Yeah. (laughs) Which it is a slog to find the better ones, but there are definitely well-written romance novels. Yeah. And so this audience knows we don't plan on reviewing or going through or even calling out any of the bad ones. Right. The ones because it's subjective for one. We want this to be a positive place. I really appreciate all of the authors who are churning out these novels for us all. I think that it's only a good thing, but, but And obviously so many novels that like even if we don't like it, there are obviously so many people who do exactly. like those exact novels and if it's bringing them pleasure then What's I have no issue yum. with that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, what what is the what triggered this new era revolution of romance novels for you? Well, all right. So let me think. For me, I think I mean a lot of things have happened basically for me since Trump was elected. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna like sugarcoat this, because um, if you really love Trump, then like. I don't know what to say. Yeah. But <laughs> this is not a political podcast, but you can know that we hate that man. Yes. And everything that he represents and stands for. Yeah. And I do not think that he would be into romance novels or like the Republicans are not down enough with romance novels. I mean, anyway, he's not so into reading enough, I feel. Anyway. For sure. Anyway, anyway we don't want to get into that. But mm-hmm. I did get like pretty depressed after he got elected. I mean, over time, it just, a lot of things have worn down on me. And I've had like a lot of anxiety in the last couple of years that I didn't have before. And um, so anyway, I don't know. I just picked up this one romance novel, which was Him by Serena Bowen. Mm -hmm. And I honestly don't even remember, like, what prompted me to pick it up. But I think I was just, like, I haven't even been able to read, like, a book for a while. It's just been, like, hard for me to focus on stuff. And so I started reading this book. And it was just dope. It was, like, the, it was, like, a shot of just, like, good mood for me. (laughs) Oh, so true. Yeah, I feel really similar 
Um, well, I think that the reason I started is because you were talking about it so much. Yeah. And I mean, cause I read that one book and then it was just like a landslide. Right. Cause I was like, Ooh, this makes me happy. This yeah. makes me horny. Yeah. This makes me feel like comforted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had definitely been experiencing the same thing and I will add to that that the stress that I was feeling was really interfering with my libido same 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 right and so I needed and I had been talking about it with my husband more and was just like I just I'm not thinking about sex all day I'm in fact thinking about just all of the horrors that are happening in the world all of the things that I'm worried about and so when I come home it's very hard like you're stressed at the end of the day it's hard to go from zero to a hundred and really like be in the mood and that was really um it was really problematic for me I'm sure that my husband didn't really uh love it either (laughs) um though he is always very supportive and obviously didn't pressure me or anything but um I just was like I need more context and I don't have time to be like watching romantic comedies all the time I already which like how much do they even really do right I mean they're sweet for your mood sure but like They don't have enough sex. (laughs) Yeah, I would say, well, now especially, I would say that they definitely don't have enough sex. But yeah, I just didn't have that context. And so um, my husband bought me, I'm going to go ahead and shout it out. Uh, My husband bought me a gift card to this great um, romance novel store called The Ripped Bodice, which is in downtown Culver City, um, that I've always really admired, um, just because it's it's just great to even go in there. It's It's just just like like a happy place to be. Yeah, it's so awesome. And so I got this gift card and I wrote to Claire and I was like, give me some titles that I should look into. And so the ones that they had available, I think, or I must have done a Kindle one, too, and then gone into the store, but they had um, the Him, uh, the Shameless Hour, and the Ivy Years um, is the one I bought on the Kindle. And Which are all by Serena Bowen. All by Serena Bowen. And um, I read The Year We Fell, the first of the Ivy Years, and I was just totally hooked. I was totally hooked, and then it was the same. It I just... This happened, I I actually know because I reflected about this year already, (laughs) and I hadn't read, I'd read eight books up through August, and that's when I read The Year We Fell, and by the end of this year, by the end of December, I had read 27 books. Yes. And I've even reread some of these books, so that's how fast you go through them. Yeah, I've read like 30 of them in the last, like, two or two and a half months or something and I've reread some of them multiple times yeah it's like a full-blown addiction that is awesome for me (laughs) yeah so why why do you like them well I mean I think the the one of the biggest things is what you already said is like that when you're just working all day and like living this hell life that we live in America right now (laughs) Um, it's so hard to just switch from your work mode and like day-to-day stuff to being like, I, do I want to have sex tonight? Like, Mm -hmm. it's very hard, I think sometimes to just make that mental shift and, but like when I'm reading a romance novel throughout the day, like during one of my breaks, I'll just be reading it or like on my lunch break, I'm very horny, like the whole time. I'm not going to lie. I, I love it. 
it just, it makes that, it just, I mean, it's not like I'm horny throughout the day, like I'm going to hump something, but <laughs> it keeps me like in that, in just like a nice little mental space that I can go to. Yeah. And then when I do want to have sex, I can just access it so much more easily, I guess. Yeah. I think that it is true in general of books for me is that you're just kind of like living in that book when you're reading it. Mm-hmm. And so to be living in a romance novel, it's just like, yeah, it's titillating. It's titillating. <sighs> and crazy. nobody else knows, but you're like, oh, they're about to bang. Just, I think that like all day, I mean, no. you know, I think about my work too, but I, sure. it comes into my <laughs> mind like, oh, and then Riker is going to be like that. You know, I get so excited. <sighs> totally. Yeah. Um, and I'll just add that it doesn't add stress to my life in this. I've been having trouble, especially in this past year, now that we're in the third year of this, you know, horror show political situation, that I'm having a really hard time really consuming a lot of media because I feel very stressed all the time. I feel stressed by the world. I feel stressed by my job. And so it's really hard for me to make the choice of watching a movie that's going to be a thriller or something. Like I feel like I'm sometimes I'm just on, I'm a live wire. I'm about to cry over everything. So it's so nice to be reading something where... Like, I know it's going to end happily. It's going to end happily Mm -hmm. with fucking. And most (laughs) of the time, it's not like the stress is just sexual tension and that the real trauma, if there is any that's present in the book, has already happened. It's about working through trauma and getting Mm -hmm. to a better place where you can be fucking happily. And that's just a really good journey for me. And like finding a person that just supports you. Yeah. Just wants to make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. Um, And also, I do, I want to say that I think, I mean, we're only at the beginning of this whole journey. So we've only read a few authors. um, So I'm sure that there's like so much more out there that we haven't seen or know about. For sure there is. (laughs) But um, so far, I feel like it has already like expanded my definition of what is sexy and like what turns me on and like made me consider a lot of different things that I wouldn't have considered before or like you know I don't have specific examples and I don't even mean just like oh I didn't think to do that position but just like literally just like types of people or like situations that I wouldn't have found horny or like things that like I would want to like role play that I would have never thought of before you know yeah it gives you like so much more imagination fuel for that stuff (laughs) yeah totally totally and like along that note also I do think that there are so 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 many books out there because all the all of these authors write a lot usually like they write in volume and um it like really you can find like any kink that you have I think that you could find a book about it and it'll probably like I mean it'll either just make you happy or it'll make you feel less weird that you have that kink because like probably hundreds of other people in the world do too yeah or like you know what I mean anything that you feel kind of weird about it's probably in a romance novel and it's probably fine and I do really like living in this 
world written by women, which not everything that we've read is written by women, but it still kind of feels that way. And one of the ways that it feels that way so much is because at least the books we've read, there's so much sexy consent. Oh my gosh, yes. "Yes, This is what it is. It is not a turnoff in any way to be asking someone and checking in with someone at every stage. It's really fucking sexy. And if you're you're that worried that they're going to like say no or that it's going to stop everything, then it already needed to stop. Like if we're going, if the the heat is on, no one's, the woman's not going to just be like, oh no, you know, she's going to want to keep going. And that's really, it's something that you don't really, you don't see sexy consent almost at all in movies but those you very seldom see movies that are from the beginning to the end really under a woman's vision yeah and it's always I mean 90% of the time they cut away like during the sexy the really sexy parts anyway yeah but you there there's like no nuance I guess I don't know in movies there's there's not even any conversation most of the time Mm -hmm. whereas romance novels like get into it you know they get into like every aspect of the sexual encounter and the safety there's always like who has the condoms what are we like birth control that we're on like if we are gonna switch off of condoms let's get tested at this point and then let's get tested again in three months it's like a whole they're like very responsible at least all of the ones that we've read which i mean i do think is a byproduct of we've read a lot of like college age Mm -hmm. stuff so we'll have to see. And that. I know that there are romance novels out there that are like even like, I mean, I think there's like rape fantasies and yeah. all kinds of stuff. So it definitely gets, it's, that's not all romance novels. Yeah. And, and I'm not even saying that that's necessary because I think if you, I mean, I don't know, if you want to get into like darker fantasies, I think that's totally fine. I think that's great. As long yeah. as like everybody realizes this is a book, you know? <laughs> right. It's just, it's nice to see all of this care and attention being paid when, when it, this book is not about like rape. If there was one that was about rape, then <laughs> obviously I would expect no consent and I'm totally supportive of people because that's the point. Like, read it here don't don't do it exactly (laughs) (laughs) we can all have fun with just someone penning what's in their imagination there's no there's no harm in reading about whatever you want to do exactly there are all kinds of fantasies and we're here for all of them as long as nobody's getting hurt in real life yeah exactly um and also i just want to say romance novels are cheap I mean, oh, yeah. for the most part, it's, it's, you, you can get, um, sorry, that was my computer. Um, you can get Kindle Unlimited, you can get Audible, there's like a romance package for that. So like, cause I mean, it can get expensive if you're reading like 15 books a month, I guess, but yeah, <laughs> I'm probably a little less than that. I, pro- I probably, read oh, I'm definitely five, less than that, but yeah. <laughs> But even if you are buying them like ad hoc, I feel like the most that they are is like four ninety nine. Yeah. Which if you're buying Kindle books generally, they're all in the kind of the nine ninety nine to fifteen ninety nine. So the romance It's definitely a cheaper genre that's like clearly catering to how much romance readers 
read. Right. And <laughs> we can actually loan each other romance on Kindle, which is not true with a lot of Kindle books. Yeah. So that's really that's nice, That's a too. real plus. Yeah. And it seems like most romance authors do do that, which is nice. Yeah. That's really great. So why are we doing this podcast, then? Yeah. I guess we kind of went over it a little bit, but we just want to... We know we're on this journey. We know that we want to really preach, I think I've already used this phrase, but preach the gospel of romance. I feel like there's a stigma maybe that people think that it's just trash. (laughs) I think there absolutely is, even like from all sorts of people, because I even felt that stigma sort of before. I mean... I don't think that I specifically like looked down on people for reading romance novels, but I think that I always thought that's not a genre that I could get into because like the writing's not going to be good enough or like, I don't know, stuff like that. Right. But it's definitely not true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's been, well, that that's the other point of like doing this podcast is like we are doing a lot of work. <laughs> to find romance novels that we really, really love that are, I mean, you know, to our opinion, really well written, mm-hmm. um, that we really enjoy. And we just want to like spread that to other people who feel the same. Yeah, exactly. It is about this research that we're doing. And like, obviously we want to talk about the romance novels that we're reading to our very favorites. And who knows, maybe maybe someone like you would like to be involved in this conversation too. So we just kind of wanted to open it up and, um, and see where it takes us. But it is a journey because we are really just starting and, um, and I can tell that it's a way of life and that's why we've started, (laughs) but I'm really excited about the things that we learn from this journey. Me too. I'm, yeah, I'm loving it so far. It's, I can't even say like how much it's improved my life. Oh, yes. And I think that like people will think that that sounds so ridiculous, but it's honestly just like having an antidepressant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get really real for a second and say that the beginning of this year when I was really, you know, like it's just been building. Like 2016, I had a lot of fight in me. Exactly. But I really like have been drained and everything. The beginning of this year, I would say for many months on end, maybe like six, I couldn't have an orgasm from cunnilingus anymore. I just couldn't get there. Um, And you know, it was a real problem. I started reading these romance novels and it's back to a sure thing it's almost a sure thing as much of a sure thing as it it can be but like that's a night and day I mean Jesus that's a huge difference in my life well yeah and I honestly like I can't overstate like how much more sex I'm having since I started reading these books I mean I had a great sex life before that for sure but well actually that's like a thing that I haven't talked about at all yet is um part of my like getting into this whole romance thing was also that I've had a lot of like medical troubles um with like from being on birth control for a really really long time um 
and having like a hormonal imbalance and all of these different things just like culminated a few years ago in like a very crappy time for me sexually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And like I had to like get put on medication. I had to go to physical therapy because like the the hormones in the birth control pills had like just basically fucked up the balance in my body and it made sex really painful. So that's why I had to go to physical therapy to like have someone stick their fingers in my pussy (laughs) (laughs) and to loosen up the muscles, um, which is really fun. (laughs) So yeah. So anyway, so Ever since I've been like, I've been recovering from that whole experience for like the last several years. And luckily it's been like a great journey of just like everything constantly getting better. Um, but I think that romance novels have become a huge part of that journey for me. Like really, I don't know this. It sounds like really corny to say like reclaiming my sexuality, but that is sort of how it feels. Mm -hmm. And it's a way to, like, journey through your sexuality and learn more, which I think, like, I'm prepared. I I hope that sexuality is a lifelong journey. That's what I plan on, like, teaching my kids someday is, like, whatever you're into right now, like, this is a whole, this is part of your life journey. And I hope that I don't know all the things that turn me on right now because I want to enjoy this journey it seems like one of the best life journeys you can go on I completely agree and I feel like before I started reading these books it didn't even occur to me that like my sexuality could be expanded Mm -hmm. and that I could like grow to be more turned on by like such a greater variety of things it's just been amazing honestly it's it's been great. Or just understanding really like all of the things that turn you on because it's not a dick, right? Like that's right. not what is sexy. A dick by itself with no context, like what even is that? That's not a sexy thing for sure. It could be a scary thing. It could be an intimidating thing, like all sorts of. Exactly. So just kind of understanding like what is it about this whole thing that is sexy to me? I think it's, it. this is, this really helps you through that journey too, like reading it and being like oh I'm turned on and no one's even fucking at this moment what is it that's like getting me (laughs) (laughs) I totally agree I feel like it's already taught me a lot about myself and like what I actually do find sexy and yeah it's awesome yeah so do you want to get into the kind of the kinds of like romance stories we like yeah so Um, well do you want to go first Um, sure. I mean, as we've said, we haven't read, I mean, we have read a lot of books, but they've all been by mostly the same few authors. Um, we've read a lot of hockey romance. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's really been a funny part of this journey is that two out of the three authors that we've really read the most of are really into hockey. Yes. And we've talked about this off air before, but... I don't have any other context for hockey at all. I don't have any context for sports, period, and I have no interest in them. Yeah. But it hasn't 
detracted oh, from the no stories way. for me. Yeah, because it's not like these are about hockey. Though I will say I probably know more about hockey now than I did before we read these. The authors definitely know yeah. about hockey. Like, I will give them props. They're definitely writing, like, real shit about hockey. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say that now, if anybody brings up hockey and kind of any other context I become like immediately distracted it's almost like someone brought up dick it's like a very um is it Pavlov's dog or whatever yeah in response yes yes Yes. I agree I someone literally was like we were just talking about whatever and then they were like oh yeah I got like a little hockey stick from that and I was out, I was in space for the next 10 minutes as though they had just said like, and then I jacked off in front of everyone. Like I just, it was a whole different. It's, that's hilarious. I'm fine with it. it by the I way. am too. I mean, I never, I never really had like a high, well, I, not that I disliked sports people, but I never had like a, any feelings about them in general. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm like, especially attracted to muscles. Me neither. Um, I mean, I would, I, yeah, I'm very into like lightly muscled skinny dudes. Yeah. I'm kind of, well, I don't feel like I just really care that much, but I would be kind of turned off by someone who was like overly like I'm definitely not into big muscles. Yeah. I think that's the nice thing about couching it all within uh, sports is because then it's like, you know, these people are hot. Um, but also they're hot, like incidentally, cause it's all for the sport. Exactly. <laughs> they're not just like fucking at a gym two hours a yeah, day. Yeah. They're not like, just vain. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I like that part. I do too. So should we just call out the three authors at least that we're sure. really into? Serena Bowen, we've already talked about. Love her. Her Ivy Years series has been like, that was really the thing. Yeah. Honestly, that was really the thing that pulled me into romance was her Ivy Years series. Yep. That was great for me. Yep. Um, Elle oh. Kennedy, who's very, very similar to Serena Bowen. It's also like hockey and her, I forget what the series is called that takes place in college, but yeah, um, me too. it's the Briar U series. Yeah. There's a lot Those of Those books series. are pretty similar. And they write together. Yes, they wrote, they wrote him, him together. together. And him is is definitely one of my top faves. Him was great. I yeah. highly recommend him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I bet we'll end up doing a show about it. Yeah, probably. About it. Um, and then the last one is Jay Northcote. Yeah. Who I fucking adore. I will say that oh, I love him. He's, I guess, a trans writer from the UK. And first of all, I just love all of the little Britishisms yeah. in his books. It just like makes me like ten percent hornier to think that they are British men. Totally, I do and, the British accent in my head to the best of my abilities. Yes, yeah. And I like that um, everybody in that house just thinks that they're straight and then turns out to be bi. That's just really fun. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. For people worried about the gay agenda, though, they're not going to get any comfort from these books. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) These are definitely, that's the Jay Northcote's Housemates series is just a bunch of boys living together. And yes, they do all like eventually turn bi or gay. Um, 
which that's great though I think great. it's just you know lots I think lots more guys would be by if they really thought of, if they gave it a chance so yeah well or I think that you know people are on a scale so oh yeah we wanted to talk about that we did want to talk about that but I just want to say before we do about Jay Northcote that the pacing for those books they're novellas really right they're not even oh they are novellas so it's like you really you don't have to wait for the fucking oh it's ideal yeah there's like a perfect pacing yeah they start fucking within like pages yeah pages there's always like an initial encounter that sets everything else off and I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's true with a lot of, or all of them maybe, but, but there is But I his feel like just... with the, with like this, well, especially with the L. Kennedy books, I feel like you have to wait a little bit longer for like that first. Yeah. Yeah. Encounter, which is fine, but I really am in it for the sex. I'm not going to lie. Like that's the, I think that's the main reason I'm reading these books is for, my libido and my sex life. Yeah. So I do want them to be pretty sexy. Yeah. I mean, that's how I would prefer. But if I had to choose between a book that was well written but had fewer sex scenes or a book that was just like didn't have any depth of character or anything um, but had a lot of sex scenes, I would always pick the well written. Like, I personally consume that Outlander series, which. I, we've never really talked about this, but Outlander has some graphic sex scenes. I have been meaning to read that, actually. I might read that soon. But, the, I mean, if you're in it for the sex, you're going to be disappointed because it's mostly about this book. But when they get to the sex, they just graciously don't cut away and, like, actually talk yes. about the stuff, which is great. But those books are, like, a thousand pages long. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> so, I'll just watch this show. <laughs> maybe I'll I watch it with good. you. I haven't started it yet. Um, but where would you say you are on the Kinsey scale or do you want to define the Kinsey scale first? Sure. So, I mean, and this is just kind of to like let listeners know maybe what kind of books we'll be reading. We are going to try to branch out pretty far though. So this doesn't necessarily dictate it, but, um, for people who don't know, the Kinsey scale is a heterosexual to homosexual rating scale. Um, and the scale typically ranges from zero, which is ex- exclusively heterosexual, to six, which is exclusively homosexual. And the idea is just that people are not usually one or the other, gay or straight, but most of us are somewhere more on the scale. Mm-hmm. And so a three would be like, I'm 50-50. Three, yeah, three is technically by um half and half yeah which of course doesn't I mean none of this is like perfect not Mm -hmm. all bi people are like 50% attracted to men and 50 to women but it's just a general scale to like give us an idea um and introduce a spectrum which is definitely like I mean for me that feels like a cut and dry thing it's clearly not one or the other or the middle there's not just three choices definitely So, I mean, I don't know. I think that I don't have the numbers in front of me. I guess that I would probably be like a one or a two Mm -hmm. because I definitely, I, I definitely like recognize how attractive women are. I can definitely be turned on like by women. Um, and I'm interested 
to try reading some like lesbian romance to see mm-hmm. how that makes me feel. Mm-hmm. I haven't read any yet. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah. that's where I'm at. <laughs> I would say I'm also definitely at a two. Um, I mean, I have had sexual encounters with women before. I have uh, with some pussies in my life. So I am for sure Love to hear it in no way completely straight. I would definitely say that I wouldn't be a 50-50 bi either though because it took me a really long time to know that I was really interested in women. I feel like when I was young, like there are some women that stand out in my mind as having like as you know, just kind of in technicolor, you know, the way that you see other crushes. But in my, at the time when I was a kid, I just thought of these women as people that I really admired um, and didn't put specifically sexual feelings onto them. Um, but I can see now that I did have a crush on them. And, um, And then just generally in my experiences, the way that I always describe it is that the best experiences that I've had and the worst experiences that I've had have all been with men. So men can make it like the (laughs) most possible exciting for me or just the worst for me. (laughs) Um, And like unpleasant, like just even borderline, like physically unpleasant. Um, But then... I've had several experiences with women and they've all been good. Like they've, none of them have been like the most stellar, like the, one of the top five spank bank moments, <laughs> if that's what we're going to call it. Maybe we should call it something else. I don't know. Spanking. We'll have to anyway, think about that. We'll think about it. <laughs> but, um, but none of them have been bad at all. Like, so. Well, and that's how I feel. And I know that this is a very like. I don't know. It's just a very hypothetical position because I haven't had any like experiences with other women, but I do agree. Like I feel the same way about like people that I really, women that I really admired growing up. And I like can see now that there's definitely a crush component to that, that I never, I don't think I ever even saw because it just didn't even occur to me that that would like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's part of why I'm really excited about all of this because I feel like I've only really started exploring my sexuality really in like the last few years. Yeah. Like. Me too. Me Really? Yeah. Like I was about to like qualify that, but I think that's, that's, I think that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think so too. Um, great. So. Maybe we should just end with uh, with what we're lo- what we're hoping to get out of this, or or what we're looking for in the romance novels that we're reading, so that the listeners can have some sort of an idea of at least the direction we're going in right now, and um, you can decide good. if you want to take this journey with us. Um, so I can tell you what I'm looking for, which is really good characters. <laughs> yeah, like I really want books. What I'd been kind of describing this experience um, with with my other friends, I've I've um, that I just I'm looking for like young adult novels where they don't stop at the good part. That's yes. really what I'm looking for. 
Um, and so far they've all been modern and I'm more interested, at least in this moment, with modern current um, romance. But I think I'm not opposed to like like period um, like other other times. I definitely feel like we'll at least be trying, like, we'll have to try some of those because it's such a huge part of the genre yeah. is, like, historical romance. Yeah. And I think some of the best writers might be in that subgenre. I don't know. Definitely some of the most well-known, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, Outlander is a historical. Yeah. So... I mean, I don't have, I prefer contemporary, like, a lot, and I really like this, like, new adult college age romance. I guess I still feel like a college kid. I don't know. I do, sort of. Um, But, yeah, so I want, I'm, well-written contemporary would be nice with, like, some really compelling characters. There have been a few, especially a couple by Jane Northcote that like really had the double punch of like setting up a great situation and like quickly giving us some like really lovable characters I think yeah and his books are very like they very much cater to like specific fetishes I feel like yeah um which is just fun yeah but I also want to look like I've been trying for a really long time to find supernatural or paranormal romance that I like and I have yet to find anything because I'm just I'm not super into I don't want so many of these paranormal romances are like trilogies and they have so much plot and world building which I'm just not that interested in like my ideal romance would probably be like um a contemporary well like an urban paranormal yeah where it's like there are like freaky people with weird powers or something but like the world is mostly the same yeah so if anyone has suggestions for that that's like well written but has a good amount of sex scenes yeah (laughs) because also there is I want to say there's erotica Mm -hmm. which is like a subgenre of romance which is mostly sex with like way less story and I don't think that's what we're really interested in no I need the context me too it's just a fine balance between finding the right amount of build-up without it like prolonging the non-sex parts of the book right so that's a careful (laughs) alchemy that I am pretty into novellas I will say like the the Jay Northcote ones and then like the Ivy years there's a novella there are three novellas in that um yeah series. I love that the extra credit ones. yeah and those are really fun too I agree <laughs> I agree though it does help that the that with those novellas it's kind of off of the other books so you already kind of have context of like this university you right. maybe know the characters in some way like that Katie well we shouldn't talk specifically about that book but but yeah. we knew more about those characters um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to, we both really want to, um, delve into like really quality, um, like girl, girl ones, which neither of us have done mm-hmm. yet. Um, I would like to find something that was like a little kinkier. Yeah. But that's like, I just tried a book and I won't say which one it was, but 
I, I, I heard that it was like a really fun, kinky novel, um, about, well, it doesn't matter, but (laughs) I don't want to like call out this author, but it just sounded really, really perfect for me and up my alley. And then it was just absolutely horrible. The writing, I just could not handle. That's what we're really trying to save the audience from is like like, poor writing, poor writing. That's (laughs) what we're, we're really going to be focused on. And again, we don't care that if you love romance that we would consider poor writing like we want it's very much in general yeah it's our personal opinion and yeah we're just we're open to any to everybody's opinions but um we're gonna give ours on this podcast yeah exactly so I guess if there's nothing else to talk about um thank you for for joining us on this uh, podcast, and hopefully you want to join us on our romance novel journey in general. Yeah, and just like come hang out with us once in a while and chat about sexy books. Yeah, so uh, go forth and masturbate, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Hey listeners, if you would like to email us or talk to us about your relationship to romance novels or if you have any recommendations for us about romance novels we should read you should email us at sexybookspodcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you